Hi, and thank you for joining us on Into the Woods with Evie and Diana. I am Evie. I'm Dee. And welcome again to our third segment of Into the Woods. So as we traveled our path today, we came across some beautiful fall leaves and different colors, and we wanted to get a closer look. The, the colors were just so pretty. And as we got closer, we noticed a big giant spider on the pile of leaves and got us thinking of why we walk these paths to begin with, because we're afraid of everything creepy, crawly, insect-like. And we started talking about our phobias and what we're afraid of and, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. So I can I can think of one very particular moment in my life where I lived in Allentown, Pennsylvania. It was an old apartment building that had been broken down into three or four apartments. I'm not really sure how many apartments it was, but we were living on the third floor and they were doing some type of construction work in the hallways. These walls were old and plaster and who knows what else they were trying to get through, but they were working pretty hard. And we were watching TV and there was a pause in the, in the television or, or paused it or something. And I heard tapping sound. Tap, 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 tap. Like, what is that? It wasn't the people working out in the hallway. They were making entirely too much noise. It's a very small tap, but consistent tapping. So get up to investigate. I had two cats at the time. And they were looking around in the kitchen. They were lurking in the kitchen. Then I hear the tap, 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 tap again. And I look closer at the front door and I saw what must have been the world's most Jurassic centipede. That's disgusting. <laughs> known to mankind. No lie. This thing must have been, I mean, I'm probably exaggerating because it was huge, but it had to have been a foot long That's and ridiculous. at least three or four inches, maybe more wide with all of its legs. Oh. And the tapping that I heard was its multitude of legs racing towards me. So I I screamed <laughs> like a little bitch. Which is called for. And I scooped up my kitties because they were still young at the time. They must have been at least, I don't know, five, six months old. They were young. And I didn't want them to die because all I could see was this centipede wrapping its gazillion legs around their little necks. And so I picked them up, scooped them up, and threw them in the bathroom. I shut the bathroom door while I ran away from this thing because it was running towards me. So ran through the bedroom. You had to get from the kitchen through the bedroom to get to the living room. It was just one of those types of apartments that you had to go through all of these rooms. And I turned back around to see if I could see it on the kitchen floor. And I didn't see it anymore. And then I got mad at myself for losing sight of it. Mm -hmm. This this was when I had two functioning eyeballs. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, crap, where did this monster go? Please, dear God, let it have gone back out the front door. I didn't hear any more tapping noise. So there I am creeping along. And I had a baby gate in between the living room and the bedroom. The cats were still too young to be able to jump over the baby gate or climb over it. So 
There I am peeking over the baby gate. Don't see anything. Now you've entered carpeting, right? So you go from the kitchen to the bedroom and you've entered carpeting. So now I'm paranoid. This thing could be blending in with the carpeting. You can't hear it. Can't hear it anymore. <laughs> can't see it. So peeking over the baby gate, peeking over the baby gate. I put my hands on the baby gate yeah. to lean up against it. And what kind of grazes my hand? Little centipede legs. Little? That son of a bitch. Would say nothing little was crawling up the baby gate. So I screamed like a little bitch again. <laughs> and it flung off of the baby gate and kept scurried towards the kitchen again. So now I'm keeping my eyes on it. And I'm running after it now. I grab a broom on my way. When I, when I get into the kitchen, I grab the broom. And I start attacking this centipede with the broom, okay? Like a crazy person. I feel like I'm going to go through the floor with this broom. I'm screaming. At this point, I'm flailing around with the broom. I don't know what I'm hitting. I don't see it anymore, okay? I don't see it. So I'm tapping on the broom, trying to get the body off of the bristles. It's probably <laughs> inside the bristles of the broom. I'm like, okay. I had to have killed it, right? I had to have killed it. No. No. I didn't kill it. In fact, it was crawling up the broom handle and it almost made it to my hands. Oh, my God. <laughs> so what did I do? What did I do? Scream like a little bitch? I screamed like a little bitch again. And I threw the broom across the kitchen and ran back into the bedroom. So now I lost sight of it again. Go back into the kitchen, get some nerve, inspect the broom. It's not on the broom anymore, of course, because it was probably on my back at that time. Because <laughs> right? all I thought was, you know, when I flung the broom, it probably like landed on my head or something. <laughs> and no, it wasn't on me. But then I heard my cats in the bathroom. And I thought, no! Don't get the cats. Don't kill my babies. <laughs> So I got some burst of adrenaline and I ran into the bathroom and sure enough, it had made it under the bathroom door. My cats were trying to get it. Now, this thing was longer than my cats. That's ridiculous. It was huge. And finally, I scooped my cats up and I grabbed the broom and I locked them in the bedroom at this point. Grabbed the broom again and I started trying to hit this thing. It ran so fast. And it went right back under the front door into the hallway. Thank God. I wasn't going to chase it. No, I wouldn't. I wasn't going. There were people working out there. I think I heard them laughing at me. Because I think that they, they may have made it go under my door. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I slept for a good week after that, thinking that it was going to come back it's for vengeance. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I did find a couple of its legs in the kitchen. <laughs> At least you know you got a part of it. But, I mean, I I envisioned that that thing just went right back into the walls where <laughs> it had been living for 300 years, <laughs> just living off of the spiders and insects in the walls. I don't know. I don't know whatever happened to it. I don't want to know. I'm hoping it's still living comfortably in those walls and living its life. 
As long as it's not with you. As long as it's not with me. <laughs> that was horrendous. That was horrendous. I couldn't imagine. And our listeners need to understand. I think I've said this before. I love horror things. I love watching horror movies and yes, even things with insects and bugs, but I can't I can only tolerate ants, really. I don't I don't do creepy crawlies. I don't do insects. I don't like bugs. I don't like centipedes. I don't, I don't like flies. I don't like anything that can jump on me spiders forget it even the smallest spider i'm i can't do it i just can't no, i get it i can't even go kill them because i know that they're going to jump on me somehow <laughs> like this centipede did and d knows she's sat with me plenty of nights plenty of days on my back porch while we're just talking bugs want to get into my mouth <laughs> or in my nose she's not kidding they aim for my mouth. If I'm talking, if I yawn, if I sneeze, there's a bug trying to get into my mouth. That's the truth. It's, 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 it's the truth. I don't know what it is, but they're out to get me. So I can't. I just can't do it. I get it. What's one of the things that you have uh, clearly so remembered? I am 110% deathly afraid of snakes. And... When I was younger, I didn't really have that phobia. Um, you know, I went to oh, this one carnival this one time, the circus, when I was younger. And um, they were, you know, somebody had a big old python. And I got a picture taken with it because I thought it was cool. And uh, so Did I you have it scared. on you? Yes. Or? Oh, it was on wow. Me. So later, a couple years later, my next-door neighbor the house that I grew up in, um, they had a boa constrictor as well. And my mom, ha ha ha, thought it would be funny if the day that I needed to mow the grass and my mom didn't have like a motorized or gas powered lawnmower either. She had one of the little one, the push, the push mowers with with the the round scissors scissors on it. So it was my turn to mow the lawn and on my lawn passage through the yard my neighbor had put his bow constrictor in my yard and as I'm on purpose on purpose because my mom thought it would be funny oh you know mom's in their funny little practical jokes (laughs) and as i'm walking this thing looks at me makes eye contact with me and i swear to god shit myself how big was it it was 10 feet long no and we didn't have a big yard. I mean, we lived in half a double, so we had a small lot. But I was, I don't know, 11? It was not funny. <laughs> oh. And, yeah, that's the, that's what started the phobia. And every time I see a snake, I can see it on TV and I freak out. I mean, Evie knows. As soon as I see one, I'm just like, I... <laughs> I'm sure I did. I almost throw your phone again. I think you did throw my phone. Yeah. She throws her cell phone if a reel comes up with snakes on it. She will throw her cell phone chuck clear across the room. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Um, <laughs> do you remember the first when I first bought my house? The first summer that I had to start mowing the grass by myself, full season, and I was at the very top of the back of the house and. Got to the top and I looked over and there's two little snakes 
on my foundation, the back of my house, and I f screamed, ran. They were little garter snakes. Doesn't matter. And I called my mom cry crying. <laughs> my stepfather answered the phone. He was just like, you're an idiot. They're not going to hurt you. My mom got on the phone. You're an idiot. They're not going to hurt you. And I was like, I don't care. What do I do? <laughs> and the answer was, just leave them alone. But yeah, and then I think two years after that, um, I was mowing the grass again at the house. And as I was... <laughs> As I was mowing, all of a sudden I see a snake pop up on its tail and took off across the yard. Upright? Upright. Oh. On its tail across the yard to get to the uh, the neighbor's yard where I wouldn't kill it with the lawnmower. <laughs> I was running the opposite way. I don't know His why he was so scared. told him about you. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I think I stopped the lawnmower. I ran away from it. And then finally it went back up probably about 10 minutes later. Like hearing looking for it and then that one time when i was at work and uh my co-worker at the time bitch, um <laughs> she i had to she she wanted me to open this box that we got at work and so i didn't think anything of it just for our listeners <laughs> d and i work for a food testing company and we get all kinds of samples for testing so we were in the receiving department and we had to open up a lot of packages with these samples. We never knew what was going to be in the boxes. Yeah, certainly didn't. Um, so I, I knew the client that I was opening and I got my box cutter out. I opened the box. I looked down and there's a picture of this snake just staring me in the face. And I screamed. I threw the box with the samples in it. Thank God they didn't break. <laughs> and I ran as I hear my coworker laughing. Where was I? You weren't. It was a Saturday. It was a Saturday. Yeah. Okay. So it was just me and her. And I guess she had put it in the box while I was in the bathroom. <laughs> and what a friend put it, put it on my my cart to open. Yeah, it was a it was a good time. I I will never forget that. But yeah, that's that's my biggest fear phobia so remember remember that time that the bat made it into my house so <laughs> which time <laughs> be more specific so again um there's little bat family that lives above my back porch my back porch is off of my kitchen and i don't mind that they live there i mean they take care of bugs which i hate and they're fine. They've never hurt me. They've never done anything to me. Sure, they'll dive bomb us from time to time while we're sitting on the porch. But other than that, they they don't really bother. And uh, so one day I was coming into the bedroom. I don't think it was my bedroom at the time. Was it the cat room? I don't remember. Back room? This was this room in here. I don't remember which room. Which... I think it was the cat room. I'm not I'm not a hundred percent though. Anyway, one of my bedrooms. I was walking in and I look up because a couple of my cats were looking up and I'm like, oh no, is there a centipede? Because also, listeners, when I first bought my house, little did I know that there was a centipede infestation. And I wondered, this house sat for years unoccupied while it was on the market and when we did the walkthrough there were no spider webs there was nothing I was like damn this house is clean you know they must be cleaning it or something but 
No, no, no. The centipedes were taking care of the spiders. So I thought, okay, revenge of the centipedes, right? My cats are looking up at the ceiling and there's a centipede. No, no. There was a bat sleeping peacefully hanging from the drop ceiling. And so, of course, now here I go, scooping up the cats because I'm trying to save their lives. (laughs) (laughs) And I get the cats out of the room and it's winter. It's cold, okay? So I thought, how am I going to get this bat out of here? I open the window. I go into the other room. I put about six layers of fleece fleece sweaters on, sweatshirts, sweatpants, coats, hats, scarves, gloves, you know, super exaggerated. I could barely move. (laughs) And I grab a broom. What is it with me and brooms? Grab a broom. I'm like, okay. I'll just like tap on the drop ceiling and, and kind of swoosh it out the window. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You're a good swoosher. Okay. So I tap the drop ceiling and this thing is in deep slumber. Okay. Probably dreaming and everything. And it doesn't do anything. So I tap the ceiling again. I didn't want to hit it with the broom. I wasn't trying to kill it. I wasn't trying to hurt it or anything. And... Nothing. It doesn't move. It doesn't flinch. So I thought, okay, let me just give it like a little light tap. (laughs) Just a little light tap Tap, tap, tap. with the broom. (laughs) It'll be fine, right? Sure. It'll be fine. So I tap this little fucker. (laughs) And it opens its eyes and hisses at me. (laughs) Okay. So that was enough for me to... Drop the broom and run out of the room. <laughs> Again. Again. And I shut the door. I have like 400 cats in the hallway. I didn't have that many cats, but that's what it felt like. Because they were all trying to get into the room to see what was going on. And then I thought, okay, great. Now I lost sight of it. Again, much like the Jurassic Centipede. Yep. Right. So it took about a half an hour for me to build up the courage to go back into the room to see if hopefully it made it out the window. Yeah, okay. And I peek in the door. I don't see it on the ceiling anymore. And I'm like, okay, that's good. That's a good sign. So I quick have to shut the door behind me because the cats all wanted to come in. And I'm looking around the room, looking around the room, and I don't see it. I'm like, okay, all right, this is good. So I go to the window, and I'm inspecting the window. I don't see the bat. Excellent. (laughs) So I shut the window. Uh I go towards the door. I'm taking these sweaters off because I'm sweating to death, okay? I'm drenched (laughs) in sweat. I believe that. I go to open the door, and I look up, and this little bastard is peeking at me from above the door frame. Just looking down at me. Again, I open the door and I run out of there. I can't do this. I cannot do this. I can't do it. So I call a friend of mine who was my handyman at the time. And I'm like, hey, buddy, can you do me a favor? He's like, what broke? What leaked? What's going on? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Nothing like that. He lived close. I said, there is a bat in my house. He's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, please, 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 please help me. Please come get rid of this thing. I can't do it. I, I, it's already terrified me twice. I just can't do it. I don't know how to do it. I don't want to kill it. I don't want to hurt it. 
just please come get it for me. And he's laughing, laughing at me. <laughs> so it takes him about 15 minutes to get here. <clears throat> and he starts to go walking into the room. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I'm like, don't you want gloves? Don't you want a sweater? And he's like, no, I'm fine. And I'm like, but you need to protect yourself. He's like, I'm fine. It's a small bat. It's fine. And I'm here, you know, in the hallway feeling like an idiot, right? Because he's got like all this courage and I'm there still sweating to death under seven layers of sweaters. <laughs> and I'm still wearing two layers of gloves and beanies and a, and a scarf. But at least you're protected. Yeah. So he opens the door. Uh, mind you, when I had left the room the second time, I opened the window again before I ran out of there. So the window is wide open on the second floor. He opens the door and two of my cats run in there. So all I thought, okay, now my cats are going to launch themselves off the second floor window and die. So I had to go in there with him to rescue the cats again. And I scooped them out and the, the bat was not above the door frame anymore. Okay. God, where was it? I didn't want to stick around in there to inspect the rest of the room. I didn't want to know where it was. Mm -hmm. That's why I called him. <laughs> I get that. So, so I scooped up the cats and left the room, and I was like, good luck. <laughs> and I slammed the door shut. He's still laughing. So then I'm communicating with him between the doors, right, through the door. How you doing? Are you okay? Are you alive? Did you turn into Batman? I mean, you know, trying to lighten up the situation. He's laughing. He's like, nope, nope, I, don't, I haven't found it yet. It probably did leave when you left last time. And I'm like, no, that little sucker's sneaky. You better look above the door frame. That's where it was last time. He's looking. He couldn't find it. And so he's like, well, um, I'm just going to look around a little more, but I don't see it. Well, it was above the window frame. In like a tiny little corner, he found it. So there he is poking it with the broom. And this thing, now you can hear it. It's like a pterodactyl <laughs> in the room. I heard it from the other side of the door, flapping its wings all around the room. Wow. And he's like, get over here, get over here. And I was just thanking God I wasn't in there with him. Seriously. And finally, he's like, all right, can you do me a favor? And I'm like, I'm not coming in there. He's like, no. And meanwhile, he's cracking up the entire time. Okay. <laughs> He's like, can you get me a box and a piece of cardboard? I thought, okay. I find him a box and a piece of cardboard. And I open the door quick. Chuck it in. And I throw it at him. <laughs> I knew that. But before <laughs> I see the bat is hanging on the drop ceiling again. Okay. And then so I go in there with him because the bat wasn't flying anymore. And he ever so gently puts the box over the bat and puts the cardboard over the you know opening of the box and the bat falls into the box and then he covered it he's like all right what do you want to do with it so he's holding the box with the bat towards in. me oh jeez meanwhile i think i almost fell out the window cuz i wanted to close the window it was freezing and i'm like i i don't know can you just can you like go Take the box over. Will it fly out of the box out the window? He's like, no, it's probably scared. Mm -hmm. And and he's like, I'll take it out onto the back porch and release it out on the back porch. I'm like, that's fine. That's fine. So I didn't watch him do it. So he ended up releasing it. And that was the end of that bat story. So, that one. That one. 
And the, the second time the bats made it into the house was I was cleaning my bird room, which is another bedroom. And I had my birds in that room. And I was sitting down and had a couple of the birds out. And I was playing with them. And I just looked above the, you know, entrance, the doorway. And there was a bat on top of the door frame again. And I thought, you know, I can't do this again. This must have been, I don't know, three or four years later. You know, I lost the idea of, oh, there's a bat in my house, right? Just enough time for me to be, feel comfortable again. And there was the bat blocking my only escape route. Of course. Because I wasn't opening that door to leave. There it was. So then I thought, okay, are birds going to hurt, or, you know, is the bat going to hurt my birds or something? I got the birds in their cages. I covered their cages. I didn't want the bat to try to, like, you know, squeeze into their cages and flap around and scare my birds. I didn't know what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and then I made it into the hallway. I did. I actually went out there and made it into the hallway, and I called my, you know, friend again. And he's like, oh, man, I'm out of town. And I thought, oh, no, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I can't capture this thing. He's like, do what I did. Just get a box. I said, I cannot do what you did. I can't do it. So I called another friend and I called her and she's like an animal whisperer. And I was like, I know you live like 40 minutes away, but can you please come now? She's laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> she came over. She did the same exact thing that he had done. It took her approximately two minutes to get the bat in the box. And she's like, hey, Mr. Bat, look how cute you are. <laughs> she's talking to the bat in the box, peeking at it. And so we ended up getting in the car with the box and I drove her up the road to some field and she released it in the field. That's too funny. So those are my bat stories. There was a third one. There was a third one. I wasn't here. I was. <laughs> so go ahead. Oh, that one. So I got the phone call um, that there was a bat in the house. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not coming over to help you. That's for sure. And all I got was a message with a picture. And this was of your roommate mm -hmm. dressed in a Tigger outfit <laughs> with a net, like a butterfly net. Taken from the cameras in the hallway and uh, trying to catch the, the bat. She caught the bat, surprisingly enough, but she looked ridiculous. Doing she was it. dressed in a Halloween Tigger costume. Yep. Full, full, <laughs> like from head to toe Tigger costume. And with that little butterfly net, it was the most hilarious sight I had ever seen. But she got it. So. But yeah. didn't she make a net out of like a pillowcase she or did. something she did <laughs> she did yes it was quite entertaining but it, it did the job but yeah three times you were bat friendly in your home i mean those aren't bad odds Ooh, my, my cats are fighting <laughs> those aren't bad odds for having a bat family on the porch so I mean, I'll take three instances as long as they take care of all the insects and bugs and mosquitoes and wasps and whatnot that end up attacking us on the back porch. So, you know, the bats, they're cute. 
I don't want them on me and I don't want them in my house, but you know, they kind of help out. They freak you out. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And what about your Jurassic spider in your basement? What about that story? (laughs) I remember that. Did you even have to bring it up? I haven't seen it in ages. (laughs) It's probably with that centipede. Yeah, probably. (laughs) They're, They're building a little house together. No, I haven't seen that in ages. That thing was probably five inches. What was the story? I don't remember. You were... Oh, gosh. Um, I'm sure I was down in my basement. Shoveling coal. Shoveling coal, as always. Mm-hmm. It's the only reason why I have to go down there. And um, it just... It was... I think it was on the wall. Right near where the furnace is. Where the boiler is. And scared me i did not expect to see that thing just like winking at me like waving his hand <laughs> did it say hey girl hey <laughs> no, i think it may have <laughs> i ignored it because i saw it and i was like oh my and i ran and then i remembered i had bug spray i had your bug spray that you made oh my homemade your bug homemade spray bug okay spray. it didn't work i <laughs> was hoping it would repel it it did not it kind of looked at it and was like oh should i put past. a disclaimer that my homemade bug spray is not for jurassic era bugs yes yeah okay definitely it should okay. be on the label <laughs> and um yeah so that we had that i finally did get bug spray bug bug spray and i sprayed it and it died it fell no no. Oh, oh no, it was a few days later, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I think I remember, I don't know if it was that time, but you were getting ready to go on vacation. As always. And I was going to take care of your household for you. And it was and there. And you told me, I couldn't find the Jurassic spider. It's in the basement somewhere. Yeah. Meanwhile, I would have to go down there to shovel <laughs> your coal. <laughs> Sorry. And you left that damn Jurassic spider for me. I never, he never came back to, for me. Did you see him? No, No. because all I did was race down your basement steps, throw freaking coal in your hopper, empty out the ash bucket within 30 seconds and run back up the stairs. I left the memo saying, don't scare the help. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I've had, we get the centipedes, we get the spiders, um, but mostly my basement, anything else the cats take care of. And, um. Yeah, but of other things that I'm scared of, woof. Um, dying in a volcano is my newest one. <laughs> so if anybody caught the show from last week about my fun vacation times, I was told this morning um, um, when I came home from the gym, my mom messaged me, I have a birthday gift for you. And I was like, what would that be? And she said, oh, well, you know, you, you see all these news reports about what's going on in Iceland. You know, I, I decided we should go see the volcano erupt in Iceland. So, yeah, I got us tickets. We're going to leave in 11 days. So your mom planned a trip to Iceland this morning for 11 days from now. Correct. Okay. Because she wants to have a front row view of her fiery death, I guess. What is wrong with people? Now, what volcano is it? There's one erupting right outside of um, Reykjavik. Um, They actually, I guess right now they've been having like tons of earthquakes every day. And they said that a volcanic eruption is imminent within a few days. 
and your mom wants to be there for that. My mom absolutely thinks that would be an astonishing thing to look at in this world. So, like I've told you before, I think the ultimate goal of my mother is to put me into an early grave. <laughs> she wants to end your life. She does. <laughs> um, so, yeah. We'll, we'll see how that... So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really a fan of possibly dying by, you know, magma. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fear of mine. So, I might not be on the show in two weeks, so just so y'all know. <laughs> Uh, but wow. yeah so there's that one and I'm scared of the dark I know it sounds really stupid being my mid 40s and I am absolutely terrified of the dark so what when did you have you always been afraid of the dark I think I have and I just never realized it until I was older I always remember falling asleep with a light on of some sort now, did your mom start that for you? Like, here's yes. a nightlight? Yes. Whether it be a nightlight, it's usually, like, television or the radio is on, so there was always sound. Uh, but I was always the middle child growing up. Um, and so there was always an older sibling around um, to be able to bother me and be listening to something or have the TV on. So I always had something there, some sort of ambient. But... When I got to college and I was in my dorm room with my roommate, everything was dark. First night, I was just like, I don't think I like being in the dark. Maybe it was just because it was an unfamiliar place as well, but I could not, I couldn't get comfortable. And ever since then, I've just, the lights are off and I'm just like, oh, heck no. I do not like, do not like being in the dark. So I sleep with a TV on, a light on. Um, something, something glowing. So you see, I, I'm afraid of the dark as well, but if it makes any sense, I'm afraid of the dark when I'm awake. I have to have everything pitch black when I'm asleep because any type of light goes right through my eyelids and bothers me. I don't, if I fall asleep to the television, eventually I'll wake up, not because of the sound from the television, but because of the light. So I don't know if everybody else's Netflix times out, but mine freaking times out and it annoys me. And then my television goes to the screensaver, the Roku screensaver. <laughs> Last night, it was this purple fluorescent glow. glow. Yeah, coming from my television. And I woke up in the middle of the night because it was like this street light almost coming from my television. And it was so annoying. And I had to quick, you know, look for my remote control and, and turn the television off. But the dark, okay. I'm afraid of the dark walking into a dark basement, right? Mm -hmm. Or walking into a dark room and having to find the string to turn the light on because that's how one of my bedrooms is. It's, you have to walk into the middle of the room to pull the string to turn the light on. I don't like darkness in that respect. I don't like walking into dark places. But when I go to bed, it's got to be dark. I cannot have any light on. It just bugs me. That's weird. Yeah. Now, do I think that anything is going to grab me in the middle of the night in, the, in said dark? Now, if I hear a weird sound in the middle of the night and it's pitch black, you better believe I'm scared. But now I'm awake. Huh. Right? Yeah. So... 
it doesn't bother me when I'm asleep. It's when I wake up and like, oh, crap, it's really dark in here. <laughs> Where's my phone? I need my flashlight. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. I'm, I can fall asleep anywhere. Light, like middle of the day, light on, and I can sleep for hours. It does not have to be dark. I prefer it not to be. So. Yeah. What are yeah. some other irrational fears that we've encountered? And one of our employees was ridiculously afraid of clowns. Yeah. And gosh, we made fun of her so much. We scared her so much. I feel bad now. Didn't you guys like change her screensaver on her computer? To sure a, did. To a, a clown. And when she opened her computer. Big old clown face was smiling at her. Practically fell off the chair. She sure did. And then the year that I ended up being Pennywise and I walked in to take pictures. She wasn't there at the time. But she wasn't there, but you we were terrifying uh -huh. and took pictures and sent it to her. Poor girl. That was too funny. Oh, my gosh. That reminds me. Remember when my parents sent me a package at the lab? <laughs> in my office. Yeah, I remember. So my parents live in Florida, South Florida, and my mom would occasionally gather bunch of mangoes to send to me because, you know, why not? They were so expensive over here. And let's face it, they weren't as good or as big as the ones down there. So get this package in the mail addressed to me at work. And I put it in Dee's office. Thought, okay. No, we shared the office at the time. No, no, that was the career. So I was, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Put it in Dee's office. Okay. Can't wait to take this home because we commuted back and forth to work together. So put this box here, take it home. And my mom always sent me way more than what I needed. So whenever she sent me the mangoes, you know, 95% of them were already ripe and ready to eat. It's not like I could space it out. So I would share with my coworkers and say, okay, you know, who wants mangoes? I've got plenty. So this box must have weighed, I don't know, 60 pounds, 60 pounds of mangoes. And I noticed that it was a little leaky uh, so there was probably like a smashed up mango in there somewhere. Regardless, Box was in Dee's office and I opened it and my mom had put all of the mangoes in one of those like foil coolers, mm -hmm. you know, to keep things cool. But it did leak a little bit from the cooler. And I'm opening this cooler up and sure enough, there's a bunch of mangoes in there and there's mango juice and it smelled all citrusy and wonderful and <laughs> take the cooler out. I'm trying to clean things up. And I just, I just so happened to, I think I took the cooler out of the box and rested the cooler on the floor. And I happened to look on the carpeting in the office and I'm like, oh, is that a big clump of hair? Because I had started losing my vision in my one eye by that point. So I could really only see out of one eye. And I asked Dee, what is that, a big clump of hair or something? And she looks and she's like, nope, that's a spider. And she leaves the office. Now, I'm on the opposite side of the spider. And the spider is in between me and the exit to the office. No, you have to tell them how I left the office. Dee was sitting on her chair, which is a rolly chair. And she got on her knees on the rolly chair and she hoisted herself and she pulled herself 
using the wall and the desk as she rolled her way out of said office because she didn't want to put her feet on the floor. No. Because that spider was huge. This huge, furry, leggy, look like it was going to face hug you spider. And she left me there to die. So I'm in the office. Help. Help, you jerk. I can't believe you left me. And then all of my employees come to the doorway to see the spectacle. (laughs) And they're all laughing at me because I'm trapped in the office as Dee left me as she rolled her way out of the office. I'm not stupid. So (laughs) I was saving one. It's all men for themselves. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody's laughing at me and nobody's coming to help me, of course. Right. (laughs) They see the spider and they're like, nope, nope. One employee after the other, nope, laughing at me, and nobody would help me. So this one employee finally came in, and she was like, oh, Evie, you know, tears of laughter. She's crying, laughing, and she's like, Evie, I'll help you. So she came in there, and she scooped the spider up, and she took it outside. She didn't kill it, took it outside, and... I think that spider's living with the centipede in Allentown somewhere. <laughs> because convenience, since that's where we were. That spider was not. How big do you think that spider oh. was? Oh my gosh! I couldn't even tell you. Maybe four inches. It was bigger. Tip to, oh. It was bigger. I swear, guys. It was I fuzzy. It and... was. Yeah, when they're hairy, that's just. That's and it wrong. traveled from South Florida to Pennsylvania in a mango cooler. That's true. Getting all this vitamin C and zinc and nutrients from the healthy from the mangoes. Oh my goodness, that was I actually forgot about that. I will never forget about that. <laughs> Every time I go into that office anymore, my I still think about skills, that. Yeah, <laughs> that was a that was a precious moment. That's for sure. <laughs> oh my goodness, but yeah. No, I I'm trying to think if I have any other stories. Were there any creepy crawly things that you've seen on your travels with your mom? Oh, gosh. No, nothing that I can think of. How about in the ocean? Oh, no. Well, when we used to go to Florida. Yeah, when I was... I was like calf deep in the ocean off the beach. Um, We were in... St. Petersburg, Florida. Around what time of year was it? Oh, this was the fall. Okay. We always go to the fall. And so I was just there, you know, looking out at the ocean, being oblivious to everything around me. And all of a sudden, I'm just like, felt something just brush up against my calf. And I was like, what the hell? And I didn't see anything. And then looking out again, I look back down. There's a shark. Just how big? Three. How big? It was a tiny shark. It was only maybe like like three three feet at the most. Hmm. Yeah, I panicked, but knew not to panic. So it was like that internal struggle of I am going to die, like listening to my last rites being told to me right <laughs> then and there, and it went away, and so did I. <laughs> I got back up onto the beach, 
And then a couple minutes later, I heard somebody else say, oh, my God, there's a shark. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I should have told them, shouldn't I? But I didn't. And uh, yeah, so that was was fun. And then the, I think it was the year before that or the year after that was the jellyfish or I'm sorry, the stingray. And that was before I knew about the, the stingray shuffle. The stingray shuffle? Yes. Explain. Um, it's a move. You're supposed, when you walk into the ocean, you're not supposed to actually pick up your feet. You're supposed to shuffle along the sand. Okay. Because that will scare the um, the stingrays. from because they. Yeah, but what if you're shuffling and you unearth... They'll move away from you. ...other things? Well, that, it's, a, it's supposed to prevent stingrays from getting you. We don't want to be, you know, Steve Irwin. Um <laughs> Oh. Just saying. Oh. It's not too soon. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know why. I don't know what else. They're, I mean, you can wear the water shoes, but they're still not going to protect you from everything. Right. So I don't know. So what how else? big was the stingray? Oh, that thing was big. I had to, just the, the not the stinger part. Probably, I don't know, like 12, maybe. 14 inches Oh, my gosh. Big enough. But, yeah, that was not really creepy crawlies, but scary. Well, I mean, anybody who knows me knows I don't go into the ocean. I don't. I have. I will. But I will put up a fight. (laughs) And there's just too many unknowns. I mean, listeners out there, come on, guys. You have to agree with me. To some extent, there's entirely too much in the ocean to question. There's eels, there's snakes, there's fish of all kinds. There's things that sting you, things that bite you, things that can eat you whole. I mean, why would I want to go into an ocean knowing these things live there? I think the thing is water in general scares me. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't mind the ocean. I really don't. But I remember the one day you, I think you called me and you were like, I'm never going into a lake. Yep. I'm never going into any kind of still water or even like slow moving water ever because the brain eating amoeba are going to get me. And I remember that like it was yesterday. Brain eating like, amoeba. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And you went on this rant <laughs> about something that you saw on some show listeners listeners out there tell me you've seen the show monsters inside me and if you haven't and you want to be paranoid like i am go ahead and look it up monsters inside me yep and i had to hear all about the guy who went swimming in a lake and ended up with brain-eating amoeba that crawled into his like ear canal and yeah i was just like you get the parasites that peek that peek out of people's noses and peek out from inside their eyes and the corners of their eyes. Why? Why would you know? And I used to go into lakes as a kid all the time without ever a second thought. I used to go swimming. I was never afraid of any of that stuff. And I look at lakes now. I don't even want to put my toe in a lake. I get it. I don't, and it's awful. And I see people having so much fun. At the beach, not caring about getting eaten alive by sharks or, you know, getting stung by something and people having so much fun in lakes. And I want to have fun, too. No. But I don't don't. want brain-eating amoeba. (laughs) I don't 
don't want a parasite. It's a valid, it's a valid argument. I completely get it. (laughs) But no, I, I remember that. I was like, okay, so no, no water activities whatsoever. I would love it. I mean, I love waterfalls. I mean, even so D and I, you know, on our hikes, you know, there's a really cool hike that we take often, not often anymore, but we did. And it ended up in a reservoir. And the one time, you know, Dee walks really fast and I'm usually like, I'll meet you in about 10 minutes by the time I catch up to you. Um, So we made it to the reservoir. We sat down to rest and there's kind of a waterfall off there. It's really nice and nobody really goes there. And she looks over to my side and she's like, what is that? And I look over. I have no idea what it is. It was a, what, a shedded snake skin. Yeah, I freaked out. Shedded snake skin. And it was huge. And I looked over at the still reservoir with, you know, moss on top looking all pretty. And all I thought was, I wonder how many water moccasins are in there. That we never thought about every time we've hiked over here. Or what else could be lurking in those waters? I don't know. I've seen Creep Show too. Was there an oil <laughs> slick in there or something that was going to get us? Oh my. Yeah, probably. So, so yeah, that quickly ruined that spot for me. I get it. Because, I mean, I'd like to say I'm not nearly as afraid of snakes as D is, but I know damn well I am. Oh, I had a panic attack when I saw it. Like, I couldn't even <laughs> describe the words as to what that was. When I said, what is that? That was it. She knew what it was. I, I had never seen one. Oh. And and I, I was, my hand was inches, inches from it. That's where we wanted to sit and have lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Or, now, you have to remember the lake story from the summer when I decided to go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I talked about this at all yet, but um, this will probably end our, our commentary here. But this past summer, um, we wanted to go to like the local lakes around and just do walking. And there was one nearby that I had never been to. And we decided we were going to go take a walk. It's a really nice walking path. And so me and a friend decided to go over and we start walking and, you know, we were walked for like maybe two miles and she was getting tired so she was like let's you know let's start heading back and so we started heading back and we got to this like area where they had a bunch of picnic benches and little park benches that you could sit next to the water and and just relax and it was a beautiful day it wasn't hot it wasn't cold um it was just and it wasn't humid so it was nice and cool comfortable and there i am in a tie-dye t-shirt and some shorts and I'm sitting there and I'm just looking out at the lake and she was sitting next to me and all she, all I heard her say was, we need to go. <laughs> and I'm dazed and confused. I'm just enjoying the atmosphere and I'm like, what? And as I said that, she started saying, we have to go. And as she got to, we ha- I looked down and there's this snake peeking its head out of the freaking water. Like, hey, lady, like waving to me. And I had my purse. I had my water bottle, my metal water bottle. And 
all I did was grab my purse and I ran. <laughs> and I and all I hear is absolute laughter at least 50 yards behind me. <laughs> it is my friend. Were you just left. like running I away did, like yep. Forrest Gump? Oh, yeah. Okay. I totally. <laughs> just I took off. Literally, it was eye contact gone. I was just gone. And she is. I, I thought she was going to peer pants. <laughs> she was barreling, laughing. And all I remember is I kept running. I said, get my water bottle. Because <laughs> I left it. He wanted to save the water bottle. I didn't care about anything else. <laughs> I was like, get my water bottle. And I kept running. She finally caught up to me, like having a freaking asthma attack because she couldn't breathe <laughs> because she was laughing so hard. So, yeah, that was my most recent scary snake story. But yeah. He sw- I swear, he just looked at me and was like, hey. His friends told him about you. Yeah. They all communicate. They you do. Know, they yeah. do. And it was funny because it was like three minutes before that. I was like, oh, we should really like rent paddle boats and we can come out here. <laughs> yep. Nope. Not happening. You can keep your fucking paddle boats and your damn snakes. <laughs> nope. I'm good. Thanks. And, you know, we're almost at the end of our show today and we're talking about, you know, phobias and, and things that, you know, we're afraid of and. I have cats for a reason, right? I don't like rodents. I don't like insects. And I really hope that my cats would save me from these things. And we've talked about how my cat saved me from ghosts in the house, right? And I'm forever grateful for that. But I got to say, my cats are the laziest, (laughs) most useless cats when it comes to creepy crawlies. Now, will they alert me that there's something? Sure. Will they look at me and say, mom, kill it? Yeah. Yeah. They have alerted me to plenty of centipedes. They've alerted me to stink bugs. Yeah. Ladybugs. Ladybugs. I mean, there's a a point in time in every year where we have so many stink bugs and they just make their way in the house. And they've alerted me to those, right? They're not going to eat them or squash them because I think they can smell them. And, And the same thing with centipedes. I believe centipedes are poisonous, right? I've heard that. I'm I'm not not sure. sure. Um, But they'll tell me that these things are here, but I don't want to kill them. I have them to kill them for me. (laughs) So they're useless. Useless. I love them. But they're like, meow. Look, mom. Meow. Get it. (laughs) Meow. (laughs) That's pretty accurate. I've never had that I know of a mouse in my home. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you right now, if I do, I'm going to hear, meow. <laughs> Mom, kill it. <laughs> yeah, I can say that I've never had, not in this house, um, when I lived closer to work, um, and I had, it was just the um, the mother-in-law apartment mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I lived in, Milo got a mouse for me. Oh, morning. he caught one for you? He did. We, were, we lived in the middle of Oh, the you were in farmland, for sure. So that was understandable. And he, he brought me that right next to my shoe. I mean, I did have one cat when I lived in South Carolina that brought me a big giant cock- cockroach uh. and spit it out onto my face while I was sleeping. <laughs> and it was still alive. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Yep, that was Edgar Allan Poe. So <laughs> on that note, guys, thank you for tuning in. Give us your comments. Let us know what is your irrational fear. <laughs> and thank you again for joining us on Into the Woods with Evie and Dee, and we hope you have a great week. Have a good one, everyone. Bye. Bye.